On this episode of PSG Talking, we recap the business-like win over Mets, the last match before the international break. Then, we talk about the mass exodus of youth players leaving PSG. Is it good business, or is PSG selling their prized assets too early? The transfer window closes soon, thankfully. Will PSG make any additional moves? Is there a position that still needs an upgrade? We then react to the Champions League draw and give our ideal starting lineups for match day one against Real Madrid. My name is Ed, and I'm joined by PSG Talk contributors Terry and Guillaume. This is PSG Talking. So, guys, we're doing this podcast. It's about 8 o'clock on Friday on the East Coast in the United States. I don't know what time that is for you, uh, Guillaume, out there on the West Coast. But we've got breaking news. So, Leonardo, sporting director, came out and addressed the Neymar to, P- or Neymar to Barcelona rumors, essentially saying that they hadn't received an offer until, you know, August 27th and that Neymar was always free to go. But they never really received any kind of offer that was even remotely close to what PSG was asking. So just real quick, what are you guys' thoughts on Leonardo's just very blunt statements, I thought? Terry, you want to go? Yeah, we'll yeah, go with no, Terry. Uh, well, for a change, we have a sporting director that uh, communicates. <laughs> Imagine that. It exists. Uh, <laughs> I like that he's you know, just being as honest as he can and... Uh, I mean, is he saying the whole truth about the whole Neymar story? We don't know. We'll never no. know. We'll yeah, never the, know. The quote and, that I thought was interesting is where he says, Neymar has always made it clear that he wants to leave, but no one has enough money to buy him. And if an offer doesn't arrive, which we think is worth it, he will stay. So, Guillaume, moving forward with Leonardo basically saying Neymar doesn't want to be here. We all know this, but now it's confirmed. How will this play out the rest of the season if he does stay? Who knows? Uh, it could be a win-win situation. It may have been a win-win situation anyway, uh, whether he leaves or whether he stays, or maybe it's a lose-lose situation. If he does end up going to Barca, we lose one of the greatest players uh, in world football. If he stays at Paris Saint-Germain, it may be catastrophic. He may get injured again. He, he may get into a conflict with the club. Or if he goes to Barca, Paris Saint-Germain will get a huge amount of money and will save a huge amount of money, cost the club 100 million euros a year. Um, but then if he stays and doesn't get injured, he's a professional guy, mm-hmm. he will probably want to leave next season for sure, maybe in a smoother way. And he may have a great season too. So it could be win-win, it could be lose-lose, it could be win-lose, it could be lose-win. We're going to talk about the cha- we're going to talk about the Champions League draw a little bit later. But does drawing Real Madrid affect Neymar potentially going there? They do have the players oh. and conceivably the money, but would that affect? Would we sell to to Real Madrid? I he's think not, I think he's staying. Mm-hmm. I think he's staying. I yeah. said two weeks ago that I was ninety nine percent sure he was, and Guillaume was like, eh, "Well, they, no nobody has the money. Nobody has the money, and I don't think we're really." trying to actually get rid of him. I think Qatar made a huge investment on this guy um, marketing-wise for their World Cup, all their uh, different brands, etc. Uh, 
I don't think we're really trying to get rid of them. Even if someone was trying, was willingly putting the money, I don't think we'd even say yes. Leonardo yeah, said a, it's, it's, it's too late. He, kind of, he didn't say it in these words, but he said it's, it's too late. Uh, the, he mentioned there was a sort of deadline around August 27th. Well, we're three days behind that. And so forget about Madrid. There's no, there's no Madrid happening. No. Uh, there's yeah. no Barca happening. It's over. He's staying. At least until the next uh, transfer window, maybe the winter, who knows? Yeah. He's staying in, in Paris. That's it. It's the end of the saga for a while. I just can't believe, you know, Leonardo said that the relationship between the club and Neymar isn't the best right now. That's a direct quote. I mean, that's moving forward. I mean, what does Neymar need to do? In training, he looks like he's getting along with the players, especially like Thiago Silva and all that, all the Brazilian players. I mean, is that, can you win a Champions League? Can you go deep with a player, a star player, whose relationship with the club isn't that great and he wants to leave? Should should PSG maybe lower their standards a little bit let's, in, in terms let's, of looking for a transfer? Let's not forget uh, that Leonardo also said tonight that uh, uh, Champions League should not be... We should not be talking about winning the Champions League this season. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I think Neymar can uh, rehabilitate himself mm-hmm. in a way um, by just being a professional and showing up on the pitch. Uh, just try to keep the try to keep the outside shenanigans uh, on the DL as much mm-hmm. as possible, and just give it his all. Yeah, put your head down and go to work. That actually might be the best thing for PSG uh, this season. You know, other past seasons, we've thought we've been the clear favorites. We've had, you know, star players, and it's blown up in our faces. So maybe this is what we need. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, pivoting there a little bit. Like I said, that was breaking news, and we thought we, we had a whole schedule that we were going to talk about, and we, I had to throw that in there. So uh, thank you for pivoting. Ed, if, yeah. I, if I may. Yeah, jump in there. At the end of the whole um it would have been a little frustrating to see Neymar go mm. when we finally are getting a team. We have a team. What did we see today? Okay, it was mess. We saw a midfield, a working midfield. We have a working midfield. We have Mbappe. He's injured, but he'll come back. We have Neymar. Neymar going this year would have been like, how, you know, what he would have been. With yeah. Neymar. Well, we're going to know what it's going to be with Neymar. Maybe at the end it's not going to work out. But if he can stay off injuries, that's a big if. Uh, his foot is scarily fragile. Mm-hmm. So if he can stay off injury, we have a team this year. Are we going to win the Champions League? Probably not. Are we going to stop being laughing stocks on the pitch? Probably. And that's all a lot of us has, are asking for. It's like we just want to see some football and lose or win football games in a nice way. If we without lose regrets. that game without regrets, without drama and shenanigans. And um, that's, that'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. I mean, you look at a lot of the top teams in the Champions League. Who would be the clear-cut favorite? Maybe a Manchester City, Liverpool again, but they're going to be locked in a battle domestically. Liverpool probably is prioritizing 
the Premier League more than the Champions League. So I think a lot of the top teams have a lot of questions. Our, you know, we have our own issues, but I think, you know, if luck once in a while comes around on PSG side, maybe we could do something this year. I mean, when healthy on paper, we're just as good as anybody else, especially now with Idrissa Gay locking things down in the midfield. Um, but Guillaume, thank you for that great transition. There. That's a professional radio transition. You're um, welcome. Yeah. So today we had PSG travel to Mets. Uh, 2-0 win for PSG. Goals from Chupa Moting. He has now scored three times in the last two games. And Angel Di Maria uh, converted a penalty that was won by Juan Bernat. Um, what did you guys think of the lineup? It was like a 4-3-3. With uh, Gay in the middle, you had Varadi, and I'm going to let you guys pronounce our young 17-year-old because you were the the two French contingency here at PSG Talk. Uh, Sarabia was leading the attack with Di Maria. You had the Marquinhos and Silva at the back, and we saw for the first time Marcin Boca, our new signing uh, from the summer, the goalkeeper, and I thought he did really well. So, initial thoughts of the of the match today? We'll go with Terry. So you said it was a 4-3-3. I saw more of a 4-4-2. Okay. With uh, Aushish being there, we go. The surprise um, on the pitch because most of the media outlets were predicting Paredes to start, mm -hmm. um, and uh, he was, I think, playing on the left wing more than anything. It did kind of change in the yeah. defensive transitions, but you know, I mean, he was mostly on the on the left. Um, the four four two is something a little bit more basic that. Uh, the coach is trying to um, put in place without uh, all these players that are <laughs> injured. Missing. So, <laughs> injured, yeah. Right. So um, he's doing with what he has and, and he's making it simple, which is what we had talked about um, after the Nîmes game. Um, even though we won that game, uh, we still thought that it could be a little bit more simple. We saw that against Toulouse. It worked out just fine. And against Mess now, tonight, we didn't really see anything outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, that could be explained by the fact that we had that early um, penalty kick that Di Maria scored. Um, and then after that, it just kind of became like a managing game. Um, and we did it just well. And uh, put the level and intensity um, a little bit higher, which is not very hard against Mess. Uh, when we needed to, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we could talk about other things. I thought the guys were a little bit tired, you know, the preseason starting to uh, be heavy on them, and uh, that's why we saw guys like Chupo Moting come out. Um, with he a picked little, up an injury? Yeah, a little knock there. Yeah, but I think uh, he said after the game that it was just a bruise, so. Okay. Yeah. Good. So it should be fine. Yeah, Guillaume, I know that you're just loving Adrisa there in the midfield. Tell me about what you liked from him. He's now started in two games, and he's just a tackling machine. So what are you seeing out of him? I mean, we, we had a midfield today, right? Mm -hmm. We won. It's the first victory in seven away games. Mm. The last six away games we lost in League One. Um. Like, like Terry said, it was a, a, master, um, a management game. We scored, we managed, we controlled. Why? Because we had a midfield. Why did we have a midfield? We, because we had gay. Um, it, it's not that spectacular, but he's there. 
is there where it matters? Is the buffer when the, the opposition has the ball and he hits them? He's there, he's there, he's pressuring, he's pressuring. When he gets the ball, he's got that direct passing game. Um, when he intercepts a ball, there's variety nearby. Now that you, you can see they're starting to work together and oh boy, that's going to be great. So he does the physical work, intercepts the ball, variety is close by and, and, and can relay pass like that. Yeah, this is he made this one amazing huge. tackle. Yeah, he made that he great oh, yeah. tackle from behind, just oh, clean, yeah. didn't foul the guy, just took the ball right off of him and you know sat him on his ass. And I loved it. If we can get more of that in the Champions League, that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need. The the as as a result, the team looked balanced, didn't mm-hmm. it, for the first time in a very long time. So I really liked that game. Nothing was spectacular. Uh, Verratti, you can tell the team is um, also physically a bit a bit more tuned. Um, they, they they didn't look exhausted. I think they <clears throat> they absorbed the preparation, the preseason preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a great game, but it was a serious professional game. They got the job done without ever really being um, in a position of of being threatened. It was so. It was the Aushish was the youngest ever Paris Saint Germain player to start a League One game. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. He just turned seventeen. He was sixteen years old a few weeks ago. Right. He's young. He didn't have such a great game. No. But when when he started, I felt bad for Paredes. But then um, we're talking about formations. You know, four three three, four four two. It was more of a four-two-three-one. Gay, Gay and Verratti were double uh, pivot. So, mm-hmm. it, of course, it's not it's not rigid within the game. It evolves four-four-two. Uh, know, but um, the the real the only forward, the only guy really up front was Shupo. Everybody else was a bit behind Shupo. But that that evolved a, a bit. Um, thank God we didn't play four-three-three because <laughs> he. he Tuchel switched back to 4 3 3. I don't know, he freaked out or something. It's a, it's a very known formation. He, did get, for a, he did get a yellow card for yelling at the official, if you remember. Oh, he did? Yeah. Hey, he did, he did. Yeah. Oh. So, no more 4 uh, 4 3 3 for now. He's trying something. I felt a little bad for Paredes, but then I realized it, it was a, a double uh, pivot. So, only two midfielder for a while. And then Paredes came in when uh, Awishish was fried. Yeah. I, I, he was, uh, he was all right. He got a yellow for a, a strong tackle too. We, we showed a bit of physicality, ag- aggressivity, a little bit of vice, a lot of control. Shupo scored again. Not bad. Yeah. Not, not bad. And the not win sure. did take us to the top of the table. We played one more game than, than Ren, but back where we belong at the top of the table. So, that's something. What did you guys think of Balka? So he arrived from Chelsea with all the rumors swirling uh, with Navas from Madrid coming in and Ariola going the other way on loan. We really do need a serviceable backup. Did you see something out of him in this match? He didn't have a ton to do, but do you think that he could be a serviceable backup to Navas when that deal is uh, completed? We don't really have a choice, do we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, he did what he had to do, which wasn't much, and uh, can't really say that about 
Areola since the beginning of this season or the end of last season. So he looked a lot more confident in the air. There was that one where he just left off the ground. Yeah, and grabbed and just plucked the ball, you know, right out of the air. And I was uh, like, okay, a bit heavy on his feet. He's a bit yeah. heavy. He's big, so he's a big guy. He's a little like Areola is a lot swifter. He, 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 Areola's problem is not the body. Yeah. Yes, I mean it's if Navas gets injured and. Mid February, um, when it gets crunch time, I'd be a little worried. But I mean, like with I said, a name we like, don't really have a choice. With a name like Balka, he kind of does have to be heavy on his feet. You know, you can't be light and swift <laughs> with a name like Balka. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he comes uh, like you said that he, he comes with a, a good reputation. Yeah, but he's got to be put to the test. And what about I want to touch on Chupa Moting. I mean, this guy, you know, just can't stop scoring. Well, I mean, has, is this an aberration, or can we actually depend on him to perform like this consistently, at least in Liga? I don't think he could do this against Real Madrid, which, if we don't make any signings in the attack, you know, I think he probably will start. So, no. but is this something that we can see moving forward? In the Liga, yeah, 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 I believe so. He's okay. adapted to to Paris and and to the roster. He knows the coach very well. Um, he's had an actual preseason. Which is something you didn't have yeah. last it's season. It's good thing we didn't transfer him. I know there was a couple Italian clubs that were interested in him, I think it was. So it, it turned out a good thing we held on to him. It's it's great what's happening because he's, it's good for his confidence, which, which is key. But he brings something that Cavani doesn't. He's, he's an anchorman up front. He can play his back to the goal and, and, and you know, gets... Gets the ball, gives it to Di Maria. Or he, he serves as a relay up front because he's so tall and physical. <laughs> and that, that's good. He's good in the air. He's doing what he was supposed, I mean, expected, no, but supposed to do at, at Paris Saint-Germain now. And it's uh, he, great. Uh, is he going to score against Real Madrid? That'd be, that'd be very surprising, but he can have... Uh, decent game as a, as an anchor against against Madrid and he could be interested interesting for for that if he scores against Real Madrid and we win I'm getting a two promoting jersey like I'm just putting it <laughs> yeah, out there I, he's, he's yeah, listening to this I will buy your jersey and wear it yeah me too yeah if yeah I, th- I think uh, you know what I think everybody will and suddenly <laughs> like the the data people at the Paris Saint-Germain shot will be what the f- <laughs> they're gonna run out of letters. They're gonna have to turn on all those letters. No, they're starting to they're starting to use him his pictures and stuff a lot on social on the different PSG social media. So I'm sure they already know that he's got a a little popularity going on right now. One player that we we did see that we haven't seen since what is it 2016 or 17 was Hesse. Um, I'm pulling up the the club's website now because they used to have has say yeah they still have him in the kit from like 2016 um that that's his picture it has no logo on the front it doesn't say fly emirates i mean they didn't even bother to upgrade or update his photo on the club's website so Hesse, I mean, is this is he gonna stick with us or i don't know what to think of him but he did make it a, a, a brief appearance today who's gonna pay that salary i mean he's gonna go on the free when he's out of a contract you know when? I don't know, but I'm scared now. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking it up right now. Stand by. 
Phil, someone talk while I look it up real quick to see how long his contract is. June 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't uh, think he's, uh, 2021. I don't think... 2021. Yeah. Okay, only two years. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think he'll, he'll bring anything to the team this season or it's... until the end of his contract. Unless we just kind of release him, kind of what we did with, uh, Lasana Diara last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're just stuck with him. It's so funny. His picture is the only one that's not updated. He's wearing the old seven kit. million, uh, seven or eight million. million. Yeah. Well, maybe as the transfer window comes to a close, someone will need him. Um, to Patrick some of the Boyer. little players, nope. <laughs> nope, nobody will. Ed. Nope. Yeah. All right. We well, are. he's stuck with us. Um, these players may not be stuck with us. Some of the we're going to transition here a little bit. The youngsters that have left. PSG. So there's been a mass exodus the last couple seasons, um, starting with Stanley and Soki. He's been rumored to uh, be heading to Nice. Um, Arthur Zagre, he joined Monaco this week. Um, they joined Tim Weah, Musa Diaby, Yassine Adli, and several other promising youngsters if you go back seasons. Um, PSG is making some decent money off these players that they're not really paying a ton for because they're in the youth academy. But I'm just curious to get your guys' thought. Why is PSG selling these young players, especially if you listen to Leonardo's comments where he's like, we're really not going to be splashing the cash like we did in the past. Wouldn't it be beneficial to have these young players? Uh, there was this report you know, that there's the reserve team is going away. Um, is the youth movement at PSG going away? Um, it would be kind of sad given how much talent is in the Paris area. Um, so I'm just curious, open up to you guys, take any of those questions or talking points and and just curious what you guys think about that. I we'll think go with Terry or oh. Guillaume. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think it's great in a way. Okay. Why are we selling them like hotcakes? Because they're hotcakes. They're, they're, they're good, young, professional with potential. So it hurts a bit. Sure. Um, we 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 made mistakes in the past. Command should have should have stayed. It started all the way back to Anelka, but that's a long story. Let's make it short. Um, we have a great academy, and we we can train and and form, make good young players, and they sell. And Soki's going to go for fifteen million, uh, and Kunku sold for fifteen million. Um, 15 plus 10 plus 15 plus 10 plus 12 plus 15. Boom! Um, another reason why we're selling them, besides the fact that they're hotcakes, it's financial fair play. Yeah. Um, why are we probably get, getting nervous? It's because we sold all those young kids. Um, and then something I like next day, Awishish. Mm. Starting a League One game with Paris Saint-Germain in an away game. Like, okay, we sold... Uh... There's more. There's more. Look at, look at Dagba's game against Metz. Oh, no, Dagba, Dagba is not an academy. Yeah, I... Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, okay, we're... all right, all right. Technically. <laughs> well, technically he's not, but he's a, he's a bit. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's from the, 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 the pool of young players. Yeah. Um, so um, there's going to be more. They they will they will do it. Uh, get used to it. It kind of hurts. Zagre was uh, Zagre was uh, announced as a gem. 
Mhm. Also left back, um, okay, possibly, I don't know enough. Um, some people will know better, uh, I've followed him and, and they've seen him play with the, the youth teams. Um, apparently, you yeah, know, that, that one hurts a bit more, mm-hmm. but we need the money. And there's going to be there's going to be more kids uh, coming out of the academy, and some some will stay, and some will be sold, and that allows us to balance the budget and get. Yeah, I mean, if if Navas is going to come because of those kids, thanks, kids. <laughs> and you mentioned you know we're selling 10, 15, 10, 15, whatever the price is, but then there's also a sell-on fee. So we sold Zagre to Monaco. I think it's like 15%. So if they go and sell him to a Premier League cub, club at some ridiculous fee, you know, we'll get 15% of that. So that's not, it's almost like an additional revenue stream in addition to the Nike and the, the um, and, you know, uh, the, yeah, and, yeah and we ahead. also, we also have a, uh, a priority to buy them back. That's right. 70, yeah. All right. Z- great, yeah. Right. Which is kind of what uh, Real Madrid has been doing forever. Um, they bought back, uh, uh, Carvajal like that. They bought back Morata like that. Mm. Uh, they just kind of agree with the club that they're selling to that, okay, we can buy him back for this fee, which I think for Zagre it's uh, 35 30. million. Yeah, 30 35. million. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like Guillaume said, it's a, I think we're going towards a new economical model with our use because of the financial fair play, which I'm not an expert at, but I try to read into it and comprehend. But yeah. these guys basically into our balance are worth zero. Mm. So whatever you sell them for is pure profit in the eyes of the financial fair play, which doesn't make sense at all. But right. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. So um, that's why, you know, I think we're going to start just kind of uh, forming youngins that will sell. And, and it's, uh, it's part of a business model, but also look at the message he gives to those kids. Uh, come to the Paris Saint-Germain Youth Academy mm-hmm. and uh, the cameras will be on you and you're probably going to end up in a decent club. Right. There it's, you go. Good, it's good publicity for the Youth Academy, which already... Is is pretty up there, but it's great. I think it's great. Right. And we could make we could make a, an hour podcast on on why these kids probably will not make it in PSG. But uh, yeah, listen, uh, we stole another kid from uh, La Massa, and that's uh, right. Yeah, three years yes. ago, and uh, I, I, I started to see people with with his name on. Uh, <laughs> it's got a strange not not the kid we just stole another kid we stole from La Massa three years ago. He's now 16 years old. Uh, I forgot his name. He will, Ruiz? Ruiz? How do you is say? Was, uh, Caiz Ruiz? Is Caiz Ruiz. Ruiz. Caiz Ruiz. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, he's, this guy is coming with a huge <laughs> reputation. Like, huge. And um, that's also what the club is banking on. Like, at one time. We're going to get an absolute monster coming out uh, of the academy um, or two. Yeah. And uh, the other player was Javi Simons, I believe. He looks like kind of like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks, and everything. he looks like a raster guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> it, that's it. Chevy. Another Chevy. Another Chevy. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we trained some, we steal some. Good business. Good, uh, good business. Yeah. Of course, it hurts when when some kids that have been playing with the youth teams for years are leaving the club. But as part of business, um, it's get used to it. The most part of the Abi won hurt me the most. I thought he was a real player and could do something for us. And given the injuries, we could probably use him right about now. Yeah. But uh, let, let's keep it moving. Let's transfer, uh, no pun intended. Let's just go into the transfer window. So it closes on Monday. Um, it's Labor Day here in the United States. So are you guys going to be keeping an eye on that throughout the day to see if any transfers come in? Of course, every day. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Terry. Why am I speaking first? You speak first. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a hurricane coming this way, as you may have heard. So, yeah, I'll have yeah, nothing right. better to do. But, nothing. Uh, no, I mean, I, I stay, you know, I, I stay on it uh, 24-7. So, yeah, of course. And uh, But I'm honestly not expecting much movement once Navas yeah. uh, is arrives in Areola, Gusto Madrid. And that's what I was trying to think. You know, if Navas does come in, that seems like it's all but done pretty much. I really like the look of Colin Dagba. I thought we needed a right back, but I, I think he could fill in there. And we still have Munier, and I don't know if he's going to be transferred out. But He's, he's not he, done. Munier is not done. Munier yeah, I be, think he's fine. He's a, he's, a, he's a international. He's a Belgium international. He's having right. a hard time. He went through the, the preseason, looked absolutely fried. Yeah. He will bounce back. And he can be, he can take his seat back. But it's great that this competition and Dagba is, oh my God, he looked good <laughs> today. He looked great. And he started the last two games, so Munez got to put the work in uh, and just stay away from Twitter. And I think the fans will come back to him. But then you look at, you know, the transfer window is closing. I think PSG does have some money. No one really knows how much they have to spend. Neymar's likely going to stay. I really think they need to address that front line. Um, I don't think you can go into that first match in the Champions League against Real Madrid with Chupamone leading the line. So do you splash the cash for maybe a Paolo Dybala or maybe, I, I tweeted out today, you know, Werner over at Leipzig. I mean, he had a hat trick. He's in his last year of his contract, I believe. That would be a huge deal, and I don't know if there's enough time to pull that off. Um, but a player like that that could, you know, bang in some goals for us, is that a player that you think that they should try to get as the window is closing? Or do you think there's another position that needs to be addressed? We'll go with we Terry. Need, we need everything, honestly. <laughs> we we need the, we need a right back, we need a left back. We should have another midfielder. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to have another guy that could play on both wings. wouldn't hurt We're to have another Herrera. striker. We're going to get Herrera back from injury, so that's kind of, you know, another midfielder right. we'll have. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying, you know, I mean, if it, to me, our roster is more or less balanced, but it mm -hmm. could use some more. I mean, we're not Manchester City mm -hmm. level roster is what I mean, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, as Remember? the artist said today, it's, we're, we're not going to spend crazy amounts of money on anybody. And all the teams that um, are selling to us are asking crazy amounts. So... I'm honestly not expecting any moves. Remember four years ago? Mm -hmm. We had two Paris Saint-Germain teams. I mean, we, had, we, we could make two Paris Saint-Germain teams. We had a B team, yeah. With, <laughs> well, the B team was, was an A team, too. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I, I remember one of the podcasts, uh, <laughs> I, I, I said, well, here's the pool of players. Make two teams. Which team is going to be better? 
and they were, I mean, we, we doubled every position. We had solid players everywhere. We far away from that. Um, but this year, this season, compared to last season, we have also yeah. eons above the situation. Again, Tuchel, for 18 games last season, didn't have more than, for 13 games last season, didn't have more than 18 players. Mm-hmm. I'm talking players that can stand up and, <laughs> and, and walk on the pitch, no, not falling down because of injury or mental problems or whatever. That was catastrophic. So we're far away from that. We way, way past that phase, but we're still way, way, way be, below top, real top Champions League teams in terms of, um, of player pool, of, of roster. But, but do you think you have Mbappe? You know you're going to have him this season. It looks like you're going to have Neymar. You've got Idrissi oh, yeah? in the midfield. I mean, you've got, you know, Thiago <laughs> Silva is not going to get any younger. Should Leonardo, I know he said not splash the cash, but is this the year where you maybe bring in one of these top tier players and you just go for it? Because you don't know. Mbappe could leave next season. You know, Tiago Silva might pick up an injury and have to go somewhere else. I don't know. Do you have to roll the dice and say, hey, this could be our last chance with this core of players before we have to reboot and look for the next Mbappe? Leonardo is too smart not to make any crazy decisions two days before the end mm-hmm. um, of the Mercato. So, And he said clearly today, which is the first thing we talked about, that we're not going big for anybody. So, I guess big is relative, though. Would you think that like Guerrero at uh, Dortmund, is that going big? Or do you think that could be a player that could be brought in? Are you thinking someone of like that on that level? It's, I mean, it's not, a, it's not impossible. Dybala, Dybala, You think Dybala could come in? No, 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 there's no, no more, nobody's coming in, uh, except, except Navas. That's it. For this, it. for this window. There's a summer, the, the winter transfer window and players are not cup tied anymore, which is huge. Yes, so do. you see how this team goes, how the roster goes, and then maybe Paris is keeping some money to add another player during the, the, the winter transfer window. But that's it for now. Navas. Navas is big, guys. Navas yeah. is really, yeah. really, really big. Uh, Navas is a world-class goalkeeper. It's, it's, it's a step above what we got. And uh, we we get him for a really reasonable price. I mean, even read 11 million euros plus we pay the salary of Areola at Real Madrid. So that was Navas is big, but after well, first of all, it's not done for sure. But if it's done, that's it for this. Uh, and then Neymar stays. Sequeda. I like it. So I, I just thought of. Oh, no, go ahead. He's suspended for every freaking game. Anyway. Yeah, he's, he's suspended for the first three games of the Champions League. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of that Champions League, let's just get right down to it. So we had the draw on Thursday. And PSG were in Group A, and they drew, of course, Real Madrid, uh, Bruges, and Galatasaray. I tweeted out, you know, it wasn't 
great with Madrid uh, being in the group, but it also wasn't as bad as it could be. I think Barcelona probably got the worst of the draw, which is surprising uh, considering how many connections they have to everyone at UEFA. So <laughs> um, Manchester City clearly knows who to pay off. So they get, you know, Shakhtar for the 17 time in a row. Um, initial reaction to the draw. Terry, what do you think about it? No, yeah, of course, you know, Real Madrid. Of course, it's the first game, you know, when Mbappe and Cavani are injured, when Neymar is suspended. What can you do? I mean, Bruges should be a formality. I checked their roster. They're, they don't really have anything for themselves at that level. But I know my PSG. It's never impossible that you draw over there. Because of this or that, I mean, you know, we're used to it at this point. Um, Galatasaray, yeah, now is a little bit not, more, yeah, complicated yep. than what most people might think. So, uh, you were mentioning about the Turkish community in Paris, Galatasaray. Tell us a little bit about what to expect. I think it's the, actually the last match day when Galatasaray visits the park. So, tell tell us a little bit about what to expect. Well. <laughs> In the stadium or outside? Both, because, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, back in, uh, I think it was 2001, there's many videos available on YouTube. Yeah. You can look it up. Uh, it was bad. It was very bad. Basically, what happened was that um, Galatasaray fans bought tickets mm. at PSG fan sittings, not with the ultras, but close to, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know how it, what exactly happened, uh, but it turned very bad in the stands. I don't think it'll happen like that this time. I mean, I sure hope not, but they'll still show up. They'll still show up with a huge contingency of, I'm thinking, 10, 12, 15,000, 15,000 people. And, Only 2,000 uh, in the stadium, yeah. though. They're not going to well, get 18,000 tickets. Well, it, they can buy tickets. And they're capping it at 70 no. euro. Is that right for away tickets? Yeah, but there's a limited amount of tickets. The, mm. the, the, I don't know the rules for, for sure, but there's not going to be 7,000 Galatasaray fans in the, in the Parc des Princes because we have all the, the season ticket holders mm-hmm. already. So that's, I forgot what the cap is. They may... They, Hopefully, um, there's not too many Turkish fans outside of Parc des Princes, that's for sure. But um, the only budget the French state has really increased, mm-hmm. um, and also the number of personnel they've increased, is the police. So the French police will be there, and as you all know, they're really well trained at hitting people hard on the head <laughs> when they misbehave. So we shouldn't be too worried. Well, what I was what I was trying to say is that they can just go buy a ticket, not necessarily in the Galatasaray area section, because they're French people. They're people mm-hmm. that live around Paris. Mm-hmm. They can just go and buy a ticket. It's almost like Lee Davy, who's done some of those videos for us, where he comes down from England. And he buys a ticket, and he sits right behind the ultras. Like he doesn't sit with them because I guess he's technically not an ultra, but he's close enough where he could interact with them. You're saying that could be what the Galatasaray fans who live in Paris buy a ticket and sit very close to them, and then you could have an issue. 
I don't know if we can have an issue. I yeah. really hope not. Yeah. But yeah, they they're very well organized. They have they have uh, communities on on social medias where they talk to each other. We've seen it with um, Lyon when mm -hmm. Lyon received the Bejiktas. Mm -hmm. When was it? Two or three seasons ago. Mm -hmm. They were so organized. They said, "Okay, this is where we buy our tickets, and we buy them fast." So they yeah. all ended up being in one section of the stadium, and that's not where they were originally allocated tickets. Interesting. Yeah, well, it's match day six, so maybe there won't be a whole lot to play for. It'll be kind of a, a tempered atmosphere, but you never know. It could, everything could come down to that game, and we really need the ultras in full voice. So it'll be interesting. But I thought that was a, an interesting point that you brought up. Um, mentioning that first match against Madrid, what do you... How how should Tuchel line up the side? Should it be kind of like what we saw against Mets today, where it's kind of very <laughs> black and white, very dry, sit back, let Idrissa Gay just do his thing, score if you get an opportunity, but mostly just sit back and just have a professional outing? Or do you think they should try to attack and try to get something being at home, first game of the Champions League group stage? Uh, Guillaume, what do you think the mindset should be? Yes. All the above. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who's going to be back? Uh, uh, Herrera will be back. Uh, Herrera, okay, we may we we may have a midfield. Then um, who knows if Di Maria is a great in a great day? I mean, Madrid is not what it used to be, isn't it? Someone's uh, someone's being missed. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're not getting younger neither. Uh, but it's kind of a shame. Yeah, we don't have our best players. We Carol used to will be back as well. Mm. Carol will be back. Well, he's not a, among our best players, but Carol will be there. Herrera, possibly Cavani, guys. Then we sort of have a team. <sighs> What's happening with Draxler? He's uh, oh, he's injured. No, he's injured Shit. for a long time. Yeah, he's injured for a long time. He's having, uh, I think, it's back problems. I'm no, it's a uh, foot foot problem. Is it? Yeah. Well, oh, the well, way the way I see it is, yeah. we're gonna go with four central dis defenders. We're gonna have Care. We're gonna have uh, Marquinhos, Thiago Silva, and Diallo. We'll have Bernat. It'll kind of be like a, a three-man defense, <laughs> and then we'll kind of have Bernat and Care on the wings. You'll have probably I'm thinking Herrera, Gay, and Verratti, and then. Di Maria, and we just won't play with a striker. That's the way. That's the way I'm thinking. Yeah. We're just, just gonna sit back, and we're gonna see what we can do um, whenever we get the ball back and try to just counterattack. Yeah. Who's the most dangerous player on Madrid right now? Is it Eden Hazard or? Well, yeah. Yes, it's Benzema. Is. Oh, uh, yeah. Hazard against Dagba or Meunier. Hmm. I, and I think that's why, Terry, you were saying perhaps maybe Kara would come back because of Hazard. You don't want to throw Dagba in there to, to deal with well, him, you, right? You, you need to double-team him, yeah. Yeah, you got to do whatever you can. Um, I think if we can get a draw and then get some players healthy, uh, where how do you see the group finishing, Guillaume? Do you think PSG could top that group like we did last year? It was a much uh, more difficult group last year. Possibly, but does it matter? We need to be in the first two teams because mm -hmm. we've learned in the past that finishing first or second, it's a matter of luck. 
we're gonna yeah. pick. So yeah. so yeah, we will we will come out of this group. I think we will. Yeah. Who do you think the starting eleven is gonna be? And let's just assume novice is, is the transfer is gonna go through. I've to be to be honest with you, I have no idea. Okay. Um, I know the midfield is is probably who knows. Who knows? Um, maybe Terry has a point. I mean, is he going to go with shoot promoting? No, because then there's nobody on the bench. Yeah. So it really depends. Um, he could. He could really bench Bernat. He could really just mm. bench Bernat. Have Diallo play on the left wing back, and have Chupomoting and Di Maria just uh, have Di Maria turn around, turn. Uh, just kind of play around Chupomoting, who would be his anchor, and uh, have Di Maria be the technical leader of the team. Mm-hmm. We, we're dangerous on dead ball situations. I mean, especially with Kara back. Uh, in the air, we're not bad at all. So, but a draw would be great. Yeah. Damn, if we only had Neymar. What was he even suspended for? It's been so long ago. I don't even know why he's suspended. He had uh, insulted he's, he's, the referee on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Thirty um, games. <laughs> it doesn't stop with these guys. Does uh, not stop. Speaking of referees and off the pitch stuff, I just want to backtrack to the stuff that happened today. It's are all around French football with the 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 supporters holding up banners and stopping oh. matches. Is this something that we're going to see throughout the season? What's going to happen with this? I, I don't speak French fluently, so a lot of times I don't know what the banners say. But if any of you are well-informed on this issue and what's happening, please share it um, with our with our listeners. But, yeah, wh- the game today was stopped because of a banner. What's going on with that? If you provoke the supporters, they don't. it's not provoking them. It's, like, it's very French. They are um, smart asses, basically. <laughs> That's it. The, the sign was brilliant in this. It was like very second degree, <laughs> almost like third degree. Okay. And, and they put the word gay, which is used in French, at the very end of the, of the sign. It was mm-hmm. brilliant. And everywhere, the people are trying to out, uh, out-tweet each other uh, with their signs just to <laughs> try to get the game stopped. Just to stop a match. Just to stop a match because they think it's freaking hilarious. And you know what? It's freaking hilarious. It's it's hilarious. I okay, so, so a lot of people on Twitter, they're they're automatically going to League on the French League is homophobic and, and they're holding up these banners and look how awful this is. Great, good for them. Well, Listen, we're not, they have no yeah. clue. They're clueless. <laughs> Are you surprised? They're clueless. They, Listen, they can't... This, uh, I'll cite I'll cite uh, uh Coluche. Okay. You know who that is, Guillaume. Yeah, I do. Coluche said, we're, we're the best in politics, okay? This is what this is about. It's mm-hmm. this, these two uh, women that are part of uh, the government that are trying to shine light on themselves mm-hmm. and become a hero for this community. Uh, why is it? I don't know. I think... Uh, it's basically just to have something for them to talk about mm-hmm. and uh, be present in the media and act yeah. outraged. Yeah. And Sure. And for the fans, it's their 15 minutes of fame, you know. 
Right. Uh, but it's very, it's very French in the spirit. It's, I find it absolutely hilarious uh, because they know the, the role is kind of ridiculous. And the, the, the French Minister of Sports. <laughs> <laughs> she was a uh, Oh, a my God. Yeah, well. Big swimmer. Great. I don't know yeah. what happened to she, her since, but oh my God. My God. Well, she, she's never watched soccer. It's uh, football. She's, she's never, never been watched, in a football stadium. She's never watched anything but swimming, I think. And is, it po- is it possible to do like a VAR review on a sign to determine whether or not it actually <laughs> is meant to be offensive or if it's just trying to offend some political person in office? So, so again, for our listeners, no, French fans are not homophobic. They are just crowing with the law because they think it's hilarious, and it is hilarious yeah. to get the games interrupted because of their signs and their very witty signs. It's brilliant. I love it. Are, so are that... they are they homophobic French fans? Oh yeah, sure, you'll find a few. Yeah, Have right. we heard any homophobic homophobic uh, uh, things on on a football pitch? Like really homophobic? No. Very 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 few. Yeah. Some very, words very, that can yeah. be taken as homophobic, but they're part of the normal mm-hmm. slang. Okay. But like, like, like real anti-gay things? No, of course not. Oh, no. Do you do you expect to see anything uh, the Parc de Prince? Uh, the next ma- home match is uh, September 14th against Strasbourg, and then obviously we have the, the match against Madrid. Do you think we'll see something like that? No, the, the 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 ultras are too cool to do like everybody like everybody else. No, I, think that, the, I, yeah. I believe that the the banners are controlled anyway. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's we, the Neymar you, can, you can still slip. Wow, the Neymar banners, I think, were convenient, but that's a different story. And oh. I don't think we have enough time to develop Do that. you have a conspiracy theory on that? <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting, interesting. No, I don't. I, I think our banners are pretty much controlled. There's still a few that can slip away, but... Um, Doubt we'll see that in the park. That's what I was wondering. How did the Mets fans get that sign in? I mean, are they like in the bathroom scribbling that on like toilet paper and hold it? I mean, don't they pat them down and see what they're carrying? Who knows? <laughs> do we uh, really want to know? <laughs> I do want to know. I, I find it fascinating. And so thank you for shedding light on that. Um, I mentioned the next match is uh, September 14th against Strasbourg and then the match against Real Madrid, which should be very, entertaining. Very busy month. Very busy month. Yes, very busy. We have injuries, people trying to get healthy. It's going to be action-packed. Um, guys, that's the show. Um, thank you for listening to PSG Talking. As always, please subscribe and leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Guillaume would love that. Uh, just search at, at PSG Talk, and uh, you'll find us there. Uh, guys, do you want to plug anything, or how can people find you on social media? Oh, no. No. Don't okay. find me. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Don't find me on social media. Yeah, off the door one, off okay. the door one on Twitter. Very good, Terry. Yeah, I'm a I'm a totally different person on social media, but uh, uh, at L E L underscore philosophu P H I L O S O F O O T. Very good. Well, thank you guys for joining me here, and uh, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.